Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude here with CJ Krause. How's it going, CJ? It's going well, man. Going well. It's been an interesting week here. Very low scoring, so, but across the board at least. It wasn't like a couple plays, but yeah, it's going good. Yeah, this was this was a let's let's just be completely honest. This was a crappy week for fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. It was a crappy week for fantasy football. Unless you own Alvin Kamara and Kyler Murray. Okay, but even even owning just the two of them, everyone else on your team probably crapped the bet. Let's be but honest. You, I'm just saying you could win the you win the week if you had them. <laughs> That's true. Like I've seen I've seen teams score under what Kamara scored this week, like whole like solid teams. Yeah, I I, I did not have a single team across five leagues come anywhere close to matching projection this week i am fortunate that i own avakar the most of any player so i'm very fortunate to have that but yeah i uh i had a few leagues that were hurt pretty hard by what happened all right well what we're going to do is we're going to get into our news and notes and then we are going to go over the waiver wire pickups our waiver wire madness episode for this week figuring out who we think you should pick up for your fantasy teams um and then we'll call it a night but uh why don't we go ahead and start off with getting into today's headlines today's headlines and today's headlines are brought to you by the sleeper app all right uh starting it off we're gonna go backwards on this uh ravens tight end nick boyle suffered a major injury a major knee injury is done for the season. Um, does not help the running game for Baltimore with him being out, obviously because of his um, involvement in the uh, in the run blocking scheme. Just another hit for this Baltimore offense that has really underperformed this year compared to last year. Yeah, it's a big deal for that run game. Nick Boyle is one of the best blocking tight ends in um, the NFL out there so i think it's gonna take a hit but they're using a four back committee as well so we might see more of the um pass catching backs like the dobbins and maybe some justice hill they were thrown in and le- a little bit less of the like the bruisers of um gus edwards and mark ingram so maybe dobbins gets freed a little bit but it's still a ugly committee yeah back there yeah before before it was official official that mark ingram was coming back i was high on dobbins for this week and then they officially announced that mark ingram was gonna play i was like oh crap move him down <laughs> Um, Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford had tests on his thumb after their game yesterday. Uh, sources, there was not much concern going forward. X-rays were negative. Will be limited some this time, this some this week. The initial belief that is he, that is that he won't miss any game time 
um, which is good for this offense because, I mean, really there isn't any other quarterback on the Lions that can play like Matthew Stafford, even though he hasn't been great. Um, you know, they've managed to, for the most part, be able to put up points, especially this last week. I was uh, I was surprised, honestly, with uh, the kind of points they were able to put up against um, Washington's defense that has been playing pretty well this year. I mean, they were pretty creative with how they use them. I think this is more showing how good um, DeAndre Swift actually is, is the biggest thing with that one. Um, I think with the injury, we'll see more of him being used, maybe a little bit more back to some uh, AP work as well. But I think it's more that coming through. So we're still dealing with the uh, TJ Hawkinson injury as well. He's kind of he's working through it, but definitely I think we're thinking was a little more run going forward until it's completely up with the hand. Yeah, I mean talking and talking of DeAndre Swift, I mean I I didn't have him that high in my rankings. And he ends up just absolutely blowing everyone out of the water this week. It was just a uh, interesting to see him. I think what I missed was the fact that he officially got the start. They announced he was officially going to get the start. I just I don't think I put enough stock in him getting the start for my rankings this last week. Um, yeah, I mean, I had him at a, even before that. I didn't have a lot of time to adjust this weekend because I was busy. But in my initial, my last rankings, I had him at um, RB24. Which I was still too low on him with that. If I would have had um, more time, I probably bumped him to like the, the teens, somewhere around there. But no, it looks great. I think it's going to be really good for this um, stretch run going to the end of the season. Yeah, I think even I had him. I yeah, I had him at around thirty, and I think I maybe bumped him up to twenty five. Gotcha. So um, I just again, I didn't. I think I think part of it is the stigma of the Detroit Lions not having a very good running back for so many years, and it's just, just not, them not trusting a running back. In well, this yeah, committed. maybe that's the best way to do it. Um, they've had like good running backs, but always want to keep floating them. They're even like in years past using running backs like Bo Scarborough. Yeah, and they really should don't need to, and running the wrong backs. It's, but it seems like they found for this week and what they're saying at least they're saying the right things for us fantasy owners. Yeah, that's true. Uh, moving on, next story: Drew Brees to quote miss some time end quote with a rib injury. Uh, it actually came out uh, later this afternoon that he had uh, what was it five fractured ribs and a punctured lung. Um. Obviously, I know that we're I mean, we're going to get to this. Um, this is going to mean that he is going to he's going to be missing a few weeks. This is the opportunity for Jameis Winston to show what he can do in this New Orleans Saints offense. How much do you think the coaches actually let him do? Um, I hope they let him do more than what they showed during this game because we're probably missing Breeze minimum a month maybe even longer. I would, I would, I would estimate six weeks to probably the early. So he's probably done for fantasy um, with how long a puncture long takes the heel on average. And especially to be able to play a game of football, but with J- on Jameis Winston, I think if they let him throw, he has the right weapons with like the Traquan Smith and um, Jerry cook to be hit downfield. But I think the way they, how they like ran um, Teddy Bridgewater last year, more of the game manager and the defense do the thing, but I hope they let him loose a little bit. That would be very good. Especially with Lander this week. Yeah, well, and if you think about, it, I mean, again, you've got you've got um, Thomas, who he still doesn't look healthy, um, in my opinion. He just he's not moving well uh, in his routes. But you've got you know even guys like Emmanuel Sanders who can be a deep threat type of guy as well. And then you've got you know the big target Trey Quan Smith. 
I think they could really provide a lot of opportunity for Jameis Winston with all those with all the 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 guys that they've got in that offense. And then again, even just doing little dump offs to Alvin Kamara, I think it could be it could be really good for for Jameis Winston this next week. I mean, this is his audition to get paid and take the job because we don't know what Breeze's future is. Um, and as a Saints fan, it sucks to say that, but it is the truth. He's getting older. This is a really serious injury. Um, yeah, so this is his audition to see what he can do there and earn a paycheck. Well, and I brought this up with you before before we got the show. Is this yeah. is this the last we see of Drew Brees with him already having contemplated possibly retiring going into this year, and now this is the way this season ends? Do you Do you think he comes back? I do just because I think he wants the record um, to keep up. He has to stay ahead of um, Brady there. And he's going to be about six weeks behind. He's going to miss the rest of the regular season. So whatever Brady gets done, um, the only way I think that happening, if Brady gets too far ahead, that's like not a feasible number to get to. I think it is about the record to an extent, or if you, we won a Super Bowl as a Saints, which is possible, but I think he's back to the playoffs at mm. least. All right. Panthers running back, more great news for Christian McCaffrey owners. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey is unlikely to play Sunday against the Lions due to his shoulder injury, and the team is still is preparing um, for a multi-week absence per source. So likely no McCaffrey and uncertainty about uh, Teddy Bridgewater, um, who is day-to-day with an MCL sprain. So... More great news for the Panthers. Um, yeah. What's what's kind of your kind of some of your thoughts on this? I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we don't see McCaffrey till week fourteen. They have week thirteen by um, letting the shoulder injury heal, and this is where they put their money is into Christian McCaffrey. And I think it's when you've paid someone like that, it's more likely you'll sit them for longer, especially with a young team like that that are doing very well. They're a lot better than expected, yeah. but they're not Super Bowl contenders, and especially if. Um, Teddy's out and they're trying to figure it out still because they're both under multi-year contracts. So they'll be fine next year and gaining more players. I think we won't see McCaffrey till week 14 is my gut feeling. Yeah. So this means more of Mike Davis who was great in the beginning of the year. Um, I think this next week could be really good. Another good one for him. I mean, the lions bleed points to running back. So we saw that last, you know, even this past week, with Antonio Gibson and um, and J.D. McKissick both having you know in half point PPR scoring twenty and I think it's twenty and fourteen points. Yeah. So you something know. to monitor about that though he is dealing with a finger injury, so catching the ball is gonna be a little bit um, harder for him. So we might see a more Curtis Samuel work in that backfield. That's true as well. Yep. So I could see I could see it being instead of being like what we've been seeing with like a 80 percent. Mike Davis, um, I think we'd see it like third down going to Curtis Samuel, maybe like a 60-40 there. So I think it's a bump up to both of them, especially if Teddy's out. They're going to want to kind of run the ball more and kind of clock control. Yeah, they're not going to want to give too much to, to P.J. Walker. So Yeah. we yeah. Um, Jet, uh, Jets coach Adam Gase tells reporters that Joe Flacco will start again this week. They're cautiously optimistic that Sam Darnold goes the following week. Um. For me, this is not great news for Jamison Crowder owners who really this he's the only I mean, I think it's better for Brashad Perriman. Yeah, I was about to say fire up your Brashad Perriman. <laughs> like I'm not even gonna lie, I forgot they played together in yep. Baltimore. So like they showed like a replay of like years past. I'm like, Oh yeah, they did. They like have a connection. 
And it seems Flacco just wants to chuck it. Like, watching him play, he just doesn't case. He's pulling the Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Do I think he's going to be a start of a fantasy asset? No. Do I think he's going to be very good for someone like a Brashad Perriman just to catch a deep bomb? Yeah. So I think that it's more of a bump up for that while we have it and more of a definitely downgrade for Crowder. Well, I think part of the reason that we forget that Joe Flacco and Brashad Perriman played together is because Brashad Perriman couldn't hardly get on the field because he was never healthy. Yeah. And now he's finally, finally, the last couple years, been able for the most part to stay healthy. So. He looks um, good. Yeah. Getting back to, to quarterbacks and rib injuries, Drew Locke suffered a rib injury Sunday that leaves his status for this week's game versus Miami uncertain per sources, meaning most likely we are looking at Brett Rippon possibly starting for the Broncos this week. Brett Rippon it on the field. Um, the biggest, he's been one of the best last names yes. in all of the NFL. Um, but I don't think it's a big change in the offense. Drew Locke hasn't looked great, and Rippon's at least chucking it, like throwing the ball a lot, so yeah. we'll see a lot more volume there. Um, I think it's fine. I think it's a slight downgrade for all the pass catchers. It might be more of a bump up for the running backs, but either way, that offense doesn't look good. And no. Miami's a really good defense, um, as we've seen this year. So I don't, I'm not sure there's really anybody to play besides maybe Judy, maybe, and uh, Fant, because tight ends a wasteland. Yeah. Although, what was Tim Patrick? I thought still had a still had like one or two decent games with. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I understand the defensive backs. Yeah, are very very good for Miami, but I think that Tim Patrick could also at least he'll. I think Tim Patrick may not be able to convert, but will at least have a, a decent share of targets. Well, him and KJ Hamlin both well. I think they're both like wide receiver fours, where um, Jared Judy is more of a wide receiver three. Yeah, just based on volume and where they're getting their targets and like because I don't think I mean, Rippin wasn't good. He just like threw a lot. Doesn't mean a lot of them are catchable. Yeah, with that. So I just think it's gonna be like a lot of targets going places but not a lot of good targets. All right. Um, so many injuries. Oh, yeah. Uh, some semi-good news. The Eagles officially designated Zach Ertz for return from injured reserve. We still need to – so that means that they've, I think, have they opened up the 21 – I don't know if they've opened up the 21-day window yet. I think at this point they've just said that he is a guy that they have set to return – yeah. Once he's ready. So, yeah. So they're designating for a return. So that means I believe this week we'll start the 21 day window, um, starting with the brand new week. So I think tomorrow after okay. the Monday night game is going to be, but that's still three weeks. We don't know what's going to happen there. So it just, it's good news. He's doing better, but yep. we don't know what it means at all. Yep. Uh, Tyler Lockett dealing with the knee sprain ahead of Thursday night football. It's always good news going Short into weeks. a division game. <laughs> um, Honestly, I think that bumps up David Moore a little bit. Yeah. Uh, which I had him bumped up a little bit this week because of the 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 the, ma- the defensive matchup on Lockett and and uh, and DK and Russell decided not to be able to throw the ball at all this week. So the correct answer was none of them. That was, <laughs> no, that was the correct answer. <laughs> um, uh, Andy Dalton was a full practice participant today and is on track to play Sunday at Minnesota. That's good. A little bit of good news for, um, for Dallas fans. Unfortunately, the offensive line is still in shambles. And so Andy Dalton could have another concussion by the end of this next week. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, he, well, he's dealing with COVID as well too. He's like uh, um, close contact with that. So that was a big piece of it with that going there. But also the biggest thing is that I think it's big for Amari Cooper who was able to sustain good fantasy numbers with Dalton, but true, um, not with any of the other backups as well. 
So Dalton Schultz and um, Amari Cooper are the ones at the bump up, and maybe some C.D. Lamb. But that wide receiver two, you never know if it's going to be C.D. or Gallup, the way Dalton's played. So I think it's true. Um, Amari is a wide receiver two instead of wide receiver like low end two, high end three has been. Okay. Um, and last but not least, Nick Foles got hurt with 34 seconds left down in pain after getting slammed down. You said he got carted off the field. Yeah, he was carted off the field at the end. Um, they didn't, they, we don't have no more details on that, but I think it's a big downgrade for that, I mean, that offense, whatever they love. But at least they're going to the bye week. So he might be getting um, Trubisky back, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Nick Foles with legs. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, yeah. So okay. Allen Robinson probably is probably going to stay the same. It's like um, Trubisky dealing with a shoulder injury, and we've seen Allen Robinson able to sustain with either one of them, even though it's like really gross to watch. He still like does usually fine. Yeah, usually uh, basically it comes to down to Allen Robinson will still get a ton of targets, only half of which will be catchable, which means he'll have about a thirty to forty percent catch rate for the game. Yep. So. All right, let's. That's it for. That's it for. That's a. We got a lot there. There's so many injuries. Was, uh... All right, so uh, before we get into uh, the waiver wire madness uh, section, uh, real quick, I wanted to make mention of our, um, our new or our current sponsor, uh, Doctor Squatch Soaps, and actually we've got some somewhat exciting going on. Uh, on Dr. Squatch, they actually just released a new product. They, uh, it's, they actually have their own deodorant now, which I'm getting samples of to try so I can actually give you guys like a full-on personal review of this stuff. Um, but uh, make sure to go check them out. Dr. Squatch, they've got, like I said, they've got soap. They've got now deodorant, which they've just released. And some of those scents they actually you can get in like a gift pack that has the matching soap bar scent as well. Um, they have shaving products, shampoo, um, hand soaps. Check them out. Go to DrSquatch.com. And when you do, make sure uh, to get $20 worth of twenty dollars worth of product. When you do, you get 20% off if you use the uh, promo code SKS20. Again, you can get 20% off of any order of $20 or more by using the promo code SKS20 at checkout at DrSquatch.com. You won't regret it. The, their products are amazing. So... All right, let's move into our Waiver Wire Madness. Waiver Wire Madness. All right, so let's get it started again the way that we do our Waiver Wire Madness uh, section here is that we, um, for the most part, we uh, use the Fantasy Pros list that they provide to us when we do our rankings. On Fantasy Pros, the way that they have it set up is they do a consensus of um, ESPN and Yahoo uh, owned or rostered, I guess is the politically correct way to say it now, rostered in 50% or less of leagues across those two platforms. Um, every once in a while you get one that's like 52 or 53%. But um, So that's the way we do it. Um, I'm going to also check... Uh, be on Yahoo and checking a couple spots there where guys are, are rostered a little bit less. So, uh, starting it off with the quarterbacks, number one. I mean, I think we're we're both in agreement here on who the number one quarterback is to pick up this week. Yeah, I mean, my number one is Jameis Winston, and I really hope yours is as well. It is. It is. Okay. I, especially looking at. I was like, we didn't talk at, this before, but I was like, looking um, at everyone else who's available, Jameis Winston is your number one quarterback target. 
100 percent play playing against um the team allowing the most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the season with with the atlanta falcons with those weapons and he's been a top five quarterback before in fantasy football even if they don't give him a full allowance of the offense i think he can definitely manage at least the top 12 um finish so i'll probably probably put him ranked in like the 11 to 14 just to kind of hedge but he's got a top three upside to let him sling it yeah i think i think this could be a really a really good week for him um and really there's there's nothing else out there i mean we talked a little bit about Andy Dalton, but again, that offensive line is so trashed. There just there is nothing there. I mean, Baker Mayfield, Alex Smith, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's a little bit of a sleeper pickup because of the fact that he's going up against Cincinnati, who's you know been giving up points all over the place. And yeah, well, Alex, he also has the most passing yards of um, any quarterback over the past two weeks. True. It helped that he threw the ball fifty-five times this last week doesn't change it doesn't as he has it and he's facing the number seven points allowed so if you're desperate desperate and um let's say you are putting a bid in on Jameis winston put a small bid on um on alex, uh, alex smith. smith as well just to kind of like hedge it a little because i think everyone's gonna go for Jameis. yep and i think alex smith might be able to sneak in there for like a zero one dollar bid all right so that, i mean that's really it for quarterbacks so yeah, let's go ahead and move on move on to uh to the running back position, and I think Naheem Hines probably stands out as the number one. I agree. Um, again, I what what troubles me with Naheem Hines is the fact that his usage has been so inconsistent. So I like how you said that with a question mark. It's Naheem Hines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's because the way they're running their offense right now, a lot of it is they give, they've been given Jonathan Taylor the first crack almost every game. And then they rotate them. And whoever's the hottest, they've been riding. If you watch the last few weeks, that's pretty much what it's been. And that's why you see so many different changes of who is the um, one getting most of the carries. Naheem Hines is the hottest, the fastest. So they kept riding him. He looked great, but he could go out next week and get, three carries and it would not surprise me whatsoever. So, but if you're desperate, I think he's the highest ceiling of any of the guys by far. Yeah. He's, he's got a great ceiling. The problem is he also has a low floor. So he's, he's one of those kind of yeah. almost like a coin flip type of type of player. Um, yeah. you're, you're watching that first few series, like crossing your fingers, hoping <laughs> he's the one that gets the first down. All right. Uh, go, let's, let's give me your number two. Um, Salvin Ahmed. It's ac- okay. As a Washington okay. Husky fan, okay. I actually know it's, it's actually Ahmed. So Achmed. I know it's I know it's A H M E M E D. It's pronounced Ahmed. So okay. thank you, thank you for fixing that on me. Um, he got about eighty five percent of the carries, so I think he's the guy right now. Um, I love how I you said that. that with a question mark. <laughs> That's the running backs, man. There's nothing. Um, they did just cut Jordan Howard. So yeah. that's that's some goal line carries you get, but then there's still Brita in the backfield, and we're still waiting on um, Gaskin to come back. He's going to take his job back the second he can. But for right now, as long as there's no Brita, he's the pickup. Um, and here's and and yeah, I think it's one of those guys, one of those things where if you're desperate and need the pickup, then go with with Ahmed. The problem is Ahmed's not great. Um, Ahmed came in the year after. So just again, as a Husky fan, I know this. I know this basically because of watching them and being a big follower of them up here in Seattle. Um, 
Ahmed was the was kind of the the running back two or three behind Miles Gaskin at Washington. Miles Gaskin went into the went into the draft. It's drafted in like the seventh round by Miami a couple years ago. Ahmed comes up this year. Ahmed in his senior year, the the common comment about Sylvan Ahmed playing in Washington is he worked hard to get a thousand yard season out of what should have been a thirteen hundred yard season. So that's I mean he was one of those guys he he kind of lacks vision um, in running. So he again. He is not one of those guys that you are going to want to spend a whole lot on. He is a guy that has – it's the opportunity that he has. And once Gaskin comes back, that os- that opportunity is disappearing. So this this is kind of – it's more of just – I have him as my number two also, only based on opportunity over the next week or two before Miles Gaskin comes back. After that, he's worthless. So I have one question for you. Yes, what do you think of Alex Collins after this week going to a Thursday night game? Is he on your radar at all to be picked up? Because he got the most work of the running backs that were active. Yeah. But we're still waiting to figure out what's up with Carson. And we won't know before waivers run. No. Um, Alex Collins is one of those where it's, you know, again, if you're desperate, pick him up. I think I would probably have him at three or four mm-hmm. simply because I'm just not – we still don't know about about Carson. You know, they keep saying that he – you know, he should be ready next week. Oh, he should be ready next week. Oh, he should be ready next week. That's like three weeks in a row. Um, I mean, and Alex Collins looked all right. I think he's, he's getting um, more um, more comfortable in the offense after having been picked up. I just, I think with how much they've been rotating their running backs as well, because, you know, for two weeks it was DJ Dallas. And then halfway through that one week, it went from DJ Dallas to, well, let's get Alex Collins some work and throw the ball a little bit more to Travis Homer. And then this week it was Alex Collins. I mean, it's, it almost to me, because they don't have Carson and Hyde, it feels like, a worse version of the Baltimore running uh, running backs. Hmm. So I don't know who's going to get the most work. So I would guess it's probably going to be Collins. My my common complaint with Collins has always been that his entire career he's always had problems holding on to the football. So, so what we've established is running backs are all question marks. Basically. And um, I wouldn't stash really any of them unless you like are desperate right now. But luckily we're getting a lot of players off by, so you should be fine. Yeah. All right, moving on to wide receivers. Um, your number one. How have you not picked up Jalen Rager? Like, how is he 25% owned? Like, this just makes me physically angry. I've been saying for like three weeks to pick him up, and he's been looking really good in that terrible offense that played this past week. Um, I believe he was the most targeted player on the field this week. Get Rager, at least as a stash. That's that's my spiel, my number one. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Uh, he's not on the our our list for um, for uh, for fantasy pros on here, but I'm going to mention his name anyways. Uh, let me see where where is he at? Where is he? Where Jacoby Myers is only rostered in 48 percent of leagues on Yahoo. Pick him up too, because against a decent Baltimore defense, he still finished with 13 points and half point PPR this week. He's getting the targets. He is the guy that Cam Newton is throwing to right now. 
pick up Jacoby Myers. He gets Houston this week. This past week was his first week under um, 10 targets, and he still got seven. Yeah. So he's, he's getting the volume there. He's playing the role properly. Definitely somebody who can spot start, especially in full PPR. Like full PPR, you play him. Yep. So, all right. So there's uh, so yeah, Jalen Rager, yeah, definitely a guy that 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 should be should be looked at. What are your thoughts on on Sammy Watkins? I mean, is he officially healthy? He is healthy. He came back, played a game. No, he was ruled yeah. out for week nine. No, yeah, he hasn't played yet. I mean, Sammy Watkins is always that pickup if you need something big. Boom. Yeah. If you're the underdog, you can't. His his floor is the basement. His ceiling's the sky. That's just um, how Sam Watkins is. But I think he's going to get the targets when he's on the field. He is the wide receiver, too, definitely for a Patrick Mahomes-led team facing um, Las Vegas. I think he's a good pickup to have um, as someone you can spot start, which I'm sure you're playing deeper leagues, multiple flex, things like that. Even a three-wide receiver, I think he's a good play. Yeah. All right, and we mentioned this in the in the, in the the injury in the news and notes, talking about Joe Flacco. Brashad Perriman, with Joe Flacco starting, Brashad Perriman – is is a guy that really at least for this week needs to be picked up if you need to start this week i would pick up harriman over watkins um if you need someone to play this week that can get you um a good amount of points i would do that flip but for like rest of season i think sammy watkins is a better pickup yeah just looking i mean looking at what what perriman did this last week five of seven for 101 yards and two touchdowns um torched the patriots um looking up at this this next matchup Going up against the Chargers, while the Chargers overall um, have been pretty good against wide receivers on the season, as of late, they're giving up just above average, just above the the rolling average last five weeks to wide receivers. So wide receivers are at least getting their normal stats against the Chargers, if not a little bit better. So um, with how much he, I'm sure he is going to be getting targeted by by Joe Flacco uh, in this game on Sunday, I'm definitely I'm definitely uh, thinking that he's he should be in for a good game. He's getting a good amount of targets and getting a great amount of ADOT is the biggest thing. Yeah, like he he was second in targets behind Mims by one. It was eight to seven in the game they played versus the Patriots. But the depth of target was just so much more immense, and they were connecting. That's the thing. So there's definitely a connection again. You need someone a spot start or like a big play. I think Paraman's the good pickup. Okay. Any other names uh, on the list that you're that you're somewhat interested I don't, in? I don't like him this week, but I think Michael Pittman Jr. is someone definitely to grab and be above it. They're facing Green Bay this week, so it's not a good matchup for him. And the rookie has looked great. Um, he's one of those guys that, like in Dynasty, you were looking at for a long time and kind of waiting for him to break through. I think he's taking the role over T.Y. Hilton, and I think T.Y. Hilton has been droppable. I don't still don't get how Ty is forty six percent owned and Pittman's only seven percent owned. That needs to be completely flip flopped. <laughs> Again, I opinion. think a lot of that has to do with with just abandoned leagues and abandoned teams. Do, doesn't mean doesn't make me mad. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and looking at looking at Pittman's schedule from here on out, I mean, he has Green Bay, who's been very tough against wide receivers. Then he gets Tennessee, Houston, Las Vegas, who's middle of the road, Houston, Pittsburgh, and if you play in Week Seventeen, Jacksonville. That's a cake lineup coming down the rest of the season. Yeah, no, definitely. I think he's, I think he's one of those ones that like you're targeting for that stretch run if you need that wide receiver three or decent flex or just someone on your bench that in case something happens with all these COVID pop up, someone can be ruled out day of, have someone ready to go. All right, uh, and last but not least, let's move into the tight ends. No. Okay. 
You're you're president of the fan club, aren't you? I I am. Actually, Logan Thomas has gained targets since Alex Smith came back, but his target market share has gone down because Alex Smith has thrown so much more. <laughs> but he's getting he's getting six targets a game right now, so he's definitely a streamable play this week versus Cincinnati. Again, if you're super desperate, he is a playable tight end, and that's the only one I would even consider picking up. But um, I cannot take over my presidency still, but I think he's a good pickup for this week. Yeah, again, uh, this good. last week I had I I had Ebron as one of my as one of my top uh, tight ends for for this week, simply because the matchup against Cincinnati is so good. They give up so many points to the tight end. Um, I think this could be another one of those games. I think this could be one of those games where. Um, Logan Thomas actually gets actually gets the the targets yeah. to 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 be able to do that again. Uh, I think this is going to be a huge week for for Terry McLaurin as well. Yeah, for reference, um, Cincinnati is the number two most allowed for tight ends, just behind Atlanta on the season. So definitely, t- uh, if you're streaming tight end, he's just getting six targets a game. He's a good matchup. Definitely something you're looking for. All right, uh, and. and you, you kind of mentioned Dalton Schultz. Um, again, he's. Yeah. I think he's one of those desperation. If you absolutely need a body because you've got, I it, I think he he gets a little bit of a pickup because of the fact that that um, that Andy Dalton will be back. He's still not a guy that I I'm I'm really want to put in my lineup. I mean, yeah, he's he'll get more targets, and they seem to have like a small connection with um, Andy Dalton. But I just—he's the desperation. The, I mean, the other names on our list that I have available to choose from are Jordan Reed, who's on by, and Kyle Rudolph. So Dalton Schultz is like the automatic second yeah. possible pickup um, out there. But and which again is the only reason I even brought him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I would just stick with Logan Thomas if you're streaming tight ends. And luckily, a lot of the players are um, again coming off by. Week ten was a big bye week, so hopefully, you got players to kind of jump in there. Um, I would keep an eye out for it's not on my list, but like potentially Irv Smith coming back from injury. Yeah, um, he didn't play this week, but I think he's just like something versus Dallas. So. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at I I'm on I hopped onto uh, onto Yahoo's list um, and just kind of the the names that are available in Yahoo. Robert man, Robert Tanyan was such a big pickup, and what do you know? He hasn't done a whole lot. With Devonte Adams in the lineup, um, he's dropped down to only fifty-one percent rostered, um, and does not have an easy matchup this next week against Indianapolis. So he's again, he's one of those guys that he's gonna. I think he continues to struggle, and really, I mean, Trey Burton does not have a great matchup against Green Bay. There really isn't a whole lot out there for tight end this week. It's just it's it's kind of ugly in terms of the the waiver wire. Well, I mean, um, the biggest thing with that, Tanyan had a decent week because the matchup he had, I believe he finished as, um, what was it, tight end? Tight end seven or eight. Yeah, but that's only because of, again, the matchup he finished. Yeah, fin- but, yeah, I would not be looking at Tanyan unless the matchup's good with the, all the weapons and they should be getting um, Alan Lazard back. I yep. just know you just hate Tanyan a little bit too much for your own good. So <laughs> I kind of want to dial it back that he was a he was a decent play this week but everyone was terrible so i thought i still had him higher than the consensus though this week i mean you probably did but <laughs> like he he finished in that medley of everyone's like around like five to six points yeah that was yeah, he, again like we said at the be- at the top of the show this was an ugly week for fantasy football yeah 
So, all right. Well, I think that is it for tonight. Um, just a, a quick to kind of let you guys know, we should be doing um, one more episode this week. Um, CJ had plans this weekend. I was out of town and did not have the best um, the best uh, internet service to be able to um, be able to do a show or to be able to do any live streaming on on social. So um, we, I believe. I believe we're going to do one more episode this week, kind of go over our sleepers and busts for uh, week 11. 11. This season is flying past so quickly. Um, so, but we, I, I'm, we're going to, we're going to try to get one more episode in to kind of let you guys and, and fill you guys in a little bit more on, on our process and what we're, what we've been doing. Both of us, both um, CJ and I have been working on some things to kind of help us try to gain a little more consistency in our rankings. So um, hopefully that, Hopefully those kind of things will work out for us and and uh, we'll be able to uh, share a little bit of what's going on with that. So um, that being said, any other any other thoughts, CJ? Um, hopefully week 11 is better than week 10 for fantasy football because it, it was a rough week. So let's get let's just move on to the next one. I, I totally agree with that sentiment. All right, uh, for CJ, my name is again is Ryan Sculder. This has been the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.